Hello and welcome to the Change in Education podcast. As the UK's largest education business partnership, the Change in Education group delivers the best in-class work experience and careers management services. Why not find out more? Check out our website, changingeducation.co.uk and send us an email, info at changingeducation.co.uk. Hello and welcome. My name is Amos Matra and in this week's show, company directors and co-founders Matthew Hodgkinson and Stephen Hatney discuss employee engagement. We'll look at what it is and what are the challenges. Hello and welcome. Here we are, episode eight, week eight. And things are starting to change quickly. We've seen that the weather's changed. We've had a lot of ice. We've had a lot of snow over the last couple of days. Busy time for employers, busy time for businesses as they gear up towards the Christmas break. And uh, of course, this is a great time uh, for us to discuss about employers as well. I'm joined by company directors and co-founders Matthew Hodgkinson and Stephen Hackney. Stephen, let me start with you today. Employer engagement, busy time for them. Tell us about employer engagement. What is it to start with? Well, actually, it was it was challenging on Friday. I think it's just as even more challenging now, thanks to the uh, the South African variant. Yeah, there's a chance we could, we end up going back into lockdown over Christmas. So, uh, okay, so let's let's not try let's let's try and avoid talking about COVID immediately because okay, the COVID affects everything. So, but employer engagement. So, in its simplest terms. It is the way in which an educator uh, interacts with their local business community. And that uh, traditionally would have been through uh, work-based learning programs, work experience, and that um, really making sure that there's a strong link to that uh, local industry. And uh, so the students then can obviously improve their uh, skill sets and knowledge about that industry. And, and the idea being it's cyclic that then they have a, uh, fresh blood going into that industry uh, and, and obviously that student then has uh, you know a greater knowledge of the area so that they can make that commitment if they want to you know follow that when they leave school so that's traditionally now employer engagement actually can mean hundreds of things so you know we spoke last week about careers fairs and then we all remember employers going to careers fairs so that's employer engagement we talked about uh, employers going in and doing mock interviews employer engagement We've talked about employers going in and uh, doing uh, industry specific lessons within the curriculum again employer engagement so uh, we, we, we could list uh, lots of different strategies uh, that would constitute towards employer engagement but to get the employer involved takes a lot of hard work a lot of effort on the uh, behalf of the uh, educator and also you know generally the employer is doing this uh, voluntary so it's it we have to consider that we uh, aren't using and abusing our employers and that they are involved in meaningful provision and uh, you know I, I would suggest that even us as a company have neglected our employers uh, and uh, you know students haven't been proactive or have been disrespectful and then obviously it makes it even more challenging to get the employers involved year on year so it, that's kind of an overview of what employer engagement is to us as a company and, and obviously there's lots of other uh, employer engagement strategies that we'd want our local business community to get involved 
thanks for explaining that, Steve. Um, yes, uh, you know, it makes it very clear to us what employer engagement is. But of course, a lot of uh, businesses have been involved with schools. Uh, lots of academies have been sponsored, supported, uh, having their uh, their schools named after some of those businesses. Uh, for instance, the co-op, and I won't mention any others. But you can see how the uh, connection is there. And of course, uh, you know, they would want to feed back and support those students, those communities. What else can they do, Matthew, in terms of engaging with the local schools? What can employers do? How can they uh, uh, make the local schools and communities aware about themselves and what they provide in that local community? I mean, employers can do can can do loads and loads of things, and they and they often do. They often do loads and loads of things that actually go unnoticed in the local community and in the UK as a whole. The problem is that gap, Amos, between the school and the uh, and the employees' front door. Uh, as Steve alluded to, we we work with lots and lots of employers, thousands. We've got to, we've got we've got to work with thousands again this year and bring them to the table. Big organisations have more of a budget to spend on on the wider curriculum and, and the more uh, the more facilities they can offer students, whether it's uh, taste of days, work experience. Uh, uh, support with CV writing, uh, coming into the, the the local community and offering roadshows. They they generally do a lot like that. You'll see Barclays on TV advertising quite a lot. You'll see Vodafone ad- advertising quite a lot. You know, we call it their corporate social responsibility. They, you know, being cynical, they they, they do it to add uh, you know a couple of pence to their bottom line uh, for the shareholders. But at the end of the day young people do do get opportunities in those businesses uh, but there's more businesses that want to do a lot more such as you know similar things to what Barclays do and what Vodafone do and, and AstraZeneca they, they do a lot as well and you know I could go on but these are generally the big big businesses and and we we want to try and support the small to medium sized businesses those SMEs bridging the gap with schools so that they can start to add value as well because they've got so much to offer, particularly to the local marketplace. Whereas the big businesses, they generally can cherry pick talent from across the UK. But when you've got young people who reside in one particular location and maybe reside there for the rest of their lives, it's really important that schools really drill down on what those businesses can offer and start to build relationships with those businesses and uh, some of those businesses will have been there for years and years and years in the local community and uh, are more than willing to offer that kind of support so you know we we want to support these big businesses as well sorry the big businesses i think can support themselves amos but we want to support these small and medium-sized businesses in in bridging the gap and being able to uh being able to uh you know uh, to access a pipeline of talent and that's really what it's all about yeah, Steve, you know, Matthew makes a really good point there where he's talking about, you know, the small businesses helping them to stay afloat and, of course, bringing in new talent um, and, you know, helping them. Whereas the bigger businesses, they've got lots of big budgets they can spend on advertising. And again, it looks good for them as part of their corporate and social responsibility. What can small businesses do, Steve, to work with organizations like us so that they can recruit? those young talent bring those students in from schools 
and also just to show them that hey look we're here guys you might not want to work here but we are here so that you know who we are what can they do yeah it's it's it's, it's a challenge because obviously the smaller the company is the less time perhaps they've got available uh, that they can commit to uh supporting and educating young people uh, within their particular industry um obviously work experience is a quick win because if you're a small business you might be able to uh offer you know a day or a week's work experience across the academic year which you know gives one student a taste of of, of what it's like to work in that particular industry uh but for the for the uh for the employer you know the more students that uh, that they can uh, get involved with, uh, the more students um, that they can interact with, uh, the greater the message that they can send out about what it's like to work in that particular industry. But also um, spreading the word um, just for the um, just for them as a company. You know, you might talked before about the bigger companies being able to use employer engagement as as, as a recruitment method, and why shouldn't they? You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, and, and so they should, and it should be the same uh, for a small business. You know, and and, and second to that is the, the business should be able then by uh, be able to advertise themselves as an organisation as part of you know uh, increasing sales. We'd hope. You know, it is about um, karma and about giving back, and also giving back means that also they get something from it. It's not always. I think we forget this, Amos, that. It's always about the student in the school, isn't it? And it's like, no, well, not really, no. It's, it's also about the employer. And actually, the employer is obviously, you know, kindly giving up their time to do uh, one of these multiple strategies, careers fairs, going in and doing a talk about their industry. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think doing doing just doing a week's work experience is wonderful. But I think if they could, if they have got time to do um, more group-facing events, I think that would obviously uh, make it easy for them to send the message out to the students and, and the parents, because the parents will find out about it and, and obviously the, the school. So I think we have a lot of smaller indices have, have signed up as ambassadors to the school so that they get involved in lots of other ways, um, because obviously the, the school's a community and, um, you know, the, the local business can support the school as a hub for recruitment, because it is, with respect, it is a potential hub for recruitment. So. The more industries that get involved with their local uh, school uh, and supporting the school, and hopefully the easier it is for them to make sales and and with their recruitment strategy. Yeah, uh, it absolutely works in everybody's interest because for the employer, of course, for them to stay afloat, for them to uh, keep staff coming in, it's important to engage with the skills and, of course, the skills uh, get to uh, show that they're working with local businesses, uh, getting students into the workplace. Uh, and of course, for the students, they get employment as well. Matthew, if I was a small, medium-sized business and I came to you and I said, look, help me, what do I do? I've got no idea. Sounds great, but how can I, what steps can I take in order to uh, get involved in this? How would you advise me? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a really good question because, you know, I, I'd like businesses to help us, you know, fill that gap for them. It's kind of a two-pronged attack because we work with so many businesses. So we think that we've emailed all the businesses already, Amos. We already feel like 
we've uh, we've marketed to them uh, that we've sent them a video. Now maybe we haven't. Maybe there are some businesses left out there that we we haven't touched upon yet. And if there is a business there, I mean, every business is lo- Every every business will have their local school, and they'll have potentially sons, daughters, uh, you know, adopted children, friends, relatives in that school. You know, Steve mentioned the word community before. Now, it'll be very rare that there is a, a business that's not close to a school. Therefore, there's always connections. Every business owner, everybody who's working over the age of 25, 30 in a small business at this moment in time would have done work experience at some point. So there should be, there. it won't be new to a business to be thinking about we could get somebody in here for work experience. The business owner in question probably did work experience themselves. So, it, you know, I find it astonishing it's not on their lips all the time because as Steve was alluding to, it solves a recruitment, uh, potential recruitment issue for them. At this moment in time, recruitment has never been more expensive because young people now have so much choice. And, and where they where they lay their hat, so to speak, is worth a lot of money for a not only the business and the young person themselves, but also the recruitment industry. You know, that are actually they're charging fifteen twenty percent for every placement that they make. Now, at this at this level, we're talking about now work experience. There is no cost. There's no cost for the organisation. So it's a great chance for local businesses, small and medium, to to try out uh, a young person, see whether they could potentially be the next, uh, the future workforce for that for that industry. We hear fantastic, absolutely, you know, jaw dropping stories about how work experience uh, it, it was that step to the ladder, and we spoke about it before in previous podcasts. So. Circling back around to the original point, if there's if there's any businesses out there, all they need to do is go to Google or even just ring their local school and pledge their support. And then organizations such as the Change Education Group will be on hand to treat them like absolute kings because again, as Steve was alluding to, the organizations are gold dust. Gold dust to us because young people will, as they go through the year groups in education, they will they will come and go every year. That organization will be there for years and years and years and years. And it's very important that we manage the work placement process, make it as easy and straightforward as possible for them, ensuring that, you know, all they want to, all they end up having to do is actually show that young person around, let that young person shadow them and their industry for that week or two weeks or, or one or two days, whatever it, whatever it is. So, if there's organisations that potentially listen to this podcast or they really want to get involved, reach out to your local school in the first instance or, or just Google, I would like to offer work experience. And then loads, you know, loads of links will come up. Uh, but it's, uh, I'd be astonished if they haven't been approached already, especially because you know it's, it's a hot topic on the curriculum, especially post-COVID now, or hopefully we're going through COVID. I know there's some rumblings. But, but there are so many... There are so many organizations that will be bombarded with applications. And one of our jobs, uh, Steve and I, within our organization, is to ensure that we make it as easy as possible for these organizations to come forward and pledge their support. Uh, God only knows, Amos, we, we need them at this moment in time. We really do. Matthew, do you think 
chambers of commerce could play a role in supporting these businesses as well because sometimes i think they feel overwhelmed and perhaps having a governing body like a local chambers of commerce maybe advising them could they have a role to play in this you, you know what i i echo that completely amos you're absolutely correct i really do and i think the chamber of commerce would be able to kind of centralize all the other businesses that are bombarding organization i use i don't use that term loosely but i think if i was a business and i received multiple applications from students multiple applications or emails or phone calls from local schools and colleges every week then i may i may turn off and think i i can't support because there's too many and you know 20 into one doesn't go so i think that if there was a centralized process uh, through a chamber of commerce or a, or, or a LEP or, or something similar could possibly work. But Amos, that, that involves a lot of grown-up people around the table to get together and make something happen. And, and we, we have ventured down that road before and we still tiptoe down the road now. But I think until something from the top down changes, then we won't get away from uh, a lot of businesses fighting for the attention of organizations rather than organizations able to access one central point. Uh, I've I, I broached this on many, many occasions, a fantastic point that you've raised. Maybe maybe time for another podcast, like Amos. Yeah, I think so. It seems to me that it's going to involve more than local businesses because of course local uh, politicians do need to get involved as well because after all it does affect their constituents as well but steve you know when i go back to the skills again it, they're all over the place a lot of skills just don't know where to start from you know you start talking to them about work experience and you know the common theme you always hear is we would love to do it but we just don't know where to start we don't know how much it costs we don't know uh, what to do we don't know who to contact how would you advise those skills uh, at this moment? Yeah, so <clears throat> acyclic. So you know, you you want to put on a program uh, such as work experience or work based learning. Your curriculum is uh, already jam packed with a core curriculum, so that you can only do it. Um, you know, in a particular year, year ten traditionally, you can do it for a week. You know, it's probably less than zero one percent of the time, you know, allocated to the young person's education. So, it is a tiny piece of the uh, uh, curriculum, uh, or and, and and so then your thought process towards employer engagement is limited because obviously it's not a huge part of the curriculum. It's a, it's an important part, but it's such a small piece, tiny piece, that you know, generally. If you haven't effectively planned, and and I think this leads back into what we spoke about last week, if you haven't uh, took the time to build a rigid, uh, concise, wider uh, careers delivery model and made sure that work-based learning is part of that and knowing that you are going to need uh, employing you know employer engagement throughout your curriculum not just for work experience if you get the envoy if you know across the curriculum when you are doing a careers or work-based learning uh, interaction with students and which ones need uh, or benefit from employer involvement then 
because it's mapped out it's far easier for you to effectively communicate because you've planned it uh, and, and you know it's sad to say, say we see it all the time is is that unfortunately the work-based learning or the work experience program is a knee-jerk reaction it's not well planned uh it doesn't align with the gatsby or Ofsted agenda and because it's last minute then tertiary to that is that the actual thought process to the employees is you know tertiary as well which means then you're asking somebody to get involved with a program where you know it's not been uh well planned and and, and obviously we can see the difference i can tell you the schools whereby they spent time resources and money and effectively mapped out and they have wonderful relationships with the schools to schools where they struggled and again it's not blaming those schools that they have struggled financially from a staffing point of view to map out their curriculum uh, in advance and to make sure that it's you know uh, mapped effectively across all the years so that it's building towards you know work-based learning that that you know those programs unfortunately fall by the wayside and, and as a byproduct of that is is that you have this then community of employers that have had a negative experience themselves and then you'll wonder why next year when you go to ask them to help again they say no so going back to what is what is what, what can they do knowledge knowledge is power go and read up what the government want us to do go and look at the gatsby agenda and have the time to make sure that you can effectively map it so that uh, you have time to get those employees involved. Indeed, I think this is going to be something that, again, needs to be looked at more and more again um, as we come back to this topic. It seems to me, Steve, that these skills have a moral duty to try and at least make an effort. I think, you know, it sounds lame to keep making excuse that, you know, they haven't planned how long can that go on for? Can the skill continue to be failing year on year without well, repercussions? It's interesting because you, you look at the associated time towards uh, other aspects of the curriculum, and I, and I totally understand it, but it's really funny because the irony of all this is, is that the curriculum's leading the student towards a destination of employment. So you'd think the time spent on understanding industry and employment would be a would be would be more and that the student would be and then the school would be given more time and resources to um target that kind of learning environment more you know more effectively and again it's not the school's fault ultimately they've got a curriculum to deliver you know so you know you can't have your cake and eat it amos you can't you can't you know you know you want your students to get really good qualifications and then you can completely understand why all the time or most of the time is focused on that then you can't moan on the other hand that you didn't have enough time to deliver a work-based learning program. And uh, I don't think that's really anybody's particularly fault. It's just the way the system's geared. Let's try and finish on a positive note. What would your closing statement be on this topic, Steve? I, I, listen, I, you know, the reason why, the, the reason why um, we're all doing what we're doing is because we genuinely care that, uh, students have a positive transition into uh, whatever pathway they choose to take, whether it be you know, uh, an academic pathway or a vocational pathway, but all those pathways, as I've said, lead to uh, employment. And I do believe that schools are working extremely hard in such challenging circumstances to provide uh, every student every opportunity they can. And you know, with companies like ourselves, that we're trying to do our bit as well, 
to uh, help formulate a, a positive outcome for those students based on obviously interactions with employers and uh, if 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 you know if you're struggling you know we we listen we're at the end of the day we're a company that wants to uh, wants to support people so just get in touch you know it's not going to cost you anything if you want to get support and information uh, we'll always you know we'll always support and guide anybody who asks us for support and if you're an employer you know we we've never needed you more if you're just your employer we've never needed you more post covid uh, we're trying to get work placements back on the agenda uh, please sign up if you can to your local school to support them so students do get that invaluable experience Matthew, Steve has quite eloquently uh, explained to us the difficulties there that schools face. What would your closing statements be? What can schools do? What can uh, employers do? Well, it's no failing on the school, Amos, but schools just don't actually have the time to manage this and to take it on the journey it needs. And Steve's alluded to a, a model of best practice following the Ofsted and Gatsby agendas, which ultimately means starting early, you know, planning it, put it in the curriculum early and uh, and have various events and scheduled lessons all the way up to a work experience week and then once work experience week is finished then you have reflections and then you start again and the employer feels valued and the employer feels that the school has taken the time to understand their needs and requirements and has placed the right students but evidently it, every year it shows us that that doesn't happen because schools do not have the time to make the phone calls that are needed to the employer. That could be, that could be 10, 20, 30 phone calls because it's keeping them in the loop about what is happening, what is going to happen, which students is going to attend. And, uh, and then once they've attended, to, uh, to go through a thorough appraisal with that young person uh, to submit to, to allow the organisation to submit an appraisal and then to go through a whole uh, feedback and, and certification process. There's so much that goes into that one week of work experience and the schools are not geared up and we see the schools that do it themselves they more often than not I mean there might be some schools who, who listen to this and say they do it really well but they really should be outsourcing it because they don't have the budget to employ a member of staff to solely work on this aspect alone. So my closing words would be that, listen, we can, we, organisations such as the Change Education Group, other EDPs across the UK and, and some smaller organisations are on hand to do the hand-holding and to bring all the employers to the table and give the employers the attention they deserve. And if we give the employers the, the attention they deserve, they will come back year upon year upon year and hey ho they might even want to get involved with the school on a more personal level that could mean sponsoring the it department you know buying laptops for students uh you know a construction firm sponsoring a new wing of the school and, and investing in that school so the the benefits to the school and the local community are endless uh but i would say Schools need to outsource this. It's a big job. They, they can't do it themselves. Uh, we have evidence to say, to support what I'm saying here. And uh, like Steve said, get in touch with us, get in touch with local EBP, uh, reach out. Indeed. Uh, lots <laughs> discussed today on employee engagement. And I'm sure that a lot of you listening to this, uh, we've got your points of view as well. We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. You can send us an email 
info at changingeducation.co.uk is our email address. What did you think of what Steve and Matthew have discussed today? Do you agree with what they say? Maybe you don't. We'd love to know what you think. And of course, you can learn more about what we do at the Changing Education Group. As Matthew said there, you can connect with your local EDP, but why not connect with us? Our uh, web address is changingeducation.co.uk. From Steve, from Matthew, from myself, Amos Madrid. Until next week, thank you very much. Bye-bye.